Welcome to Brookstone's Be The One podcast. I'm your host, Avery Wolf, and today we're talking to Brookstone alumni, Chris Woodruff. Chris is president of Cotton... No, I'm going to say that. I'm going to start over. Chris is the president of Cotton Companies, a local real estate development company whose motto is cultivating community through impactful and compelling real estate development. You will love hearing all about his vision for Columbus and the projects he's been involved in. He also has some really good nuggets of wisdom to share. So make sure you share this episode with some young people in your life. Chris is a proud graduate of Brookstone's class of 1997 and is what we call a Brookstone lifer. And I'm so proud of all he's doing to make our city a better place. So I can't wait for you to hear this interview. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Chris. All right, Chris, we are so excited to have you here today. I have wanted you to come on the podcast and share all that's going on um, and all that you're doing in Columbus. So I'm so glad you took the time to come see me today. Well, thank you. Thank yes. you. It truly is an honor to well, be here. Well, thank you. Okay, so you're a Brookstone alum. I am. What year did you graduate? Long, long time ago. <laughs> well, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, 1997. 97. Okay, I'm 91, so not that far ahead no, of you. No. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit about who you are and your history with Brookstone and your story and all that, and then we'll get into Sure, things. sure. No, thank you. Again, thank you for having me. This is a true honor. Um, okay. Brookstone has uh, – it, it's one of those institutions, I think, that when you're going through it, mm -hmm. right, from – and I started in pre-K, so mm -hmm. I think 1983, I guess, so that mm -hmm. was – but when you're going through it, you don't quite understand how special it is right? and how impactful this institution is yes. and what it does for you and how it prepares you. Um, and you start to see a little bit of it when you get to college. Mm -hmm. But then you kind of fast forward as you're growing up and as you're really starting to make your way in the world and you realize how critical mm -hmm. this school is to – the life that you have built for yourself. Um, and so uh, for me, being able to come back and, and speak to the school or when I have occasions to actually speak at the school, right. uh, it's it's just um, I'm honored and uh, I, I just hope that I can give a little bit back to, to the school that gave what I believe gave me so much. So oh, That's awesome. Um, so my history is pretty simple. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, I started off as, as just a, a little tyke. Um, I think it was pre-K in 1983, <laughs> and I was a lifer. I was at Brookstone mm -hmm. my entire life from 83 to, to 97. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm one of two children. My older sister, Stacy, um, was here her whole uh, tenure as well, and she yes. graduated in 93. So mm -hmm. I fortunately or unfortunately um, had to well, – unfortunately had to follow her footsteps. <laughs> and my sister, Stacy, I tell everybody this, she – She's the the prettier one. She's the smarter one. She's the nicer one. She's the more creative one. And she's the one that people really love. And then there's Chris. And um, it's oh, that's funny. It, it was and it's true, you know. Uh, and so I, I when I would come up into you know from lower school from pre K, mm -hmm. right? The teacher, said, oh, it's Stacy's little brother. <laughs> and it was such an unfortunate shock for for everyone. I think. Um, and I was just I was different. Than my sister, um, in a good kind of way, right, but, but you're, you're a definitely a different kind of way. Yes. And um, so I spent I spent my my life uh, in high school, you know, lower school, middle school, and high school at Brookstone, mm -hmm. and um, that's 
that helped to start shape who I was. Mm-hmm. And, and it was because mm-hmm. of Brookstone uh, that I was given a lot more freedom mm-hmm. than I would have been given at other schools. And mm-hmm. I think that's what set my path. Mm-hmm. Um, I left Brookstone swearing I would never come back to Columbus, right? That typical story. <laughs> I'm never right. coming back. It was 97 too. So there wasn't a whole lot no, there really happening wasn't. here. And mm-hmm. um, I went off to the University of Colorado at Boulder mm-hmm. uh, for my undergrad completed that um, and had an opportunity to come back and work for my grandfather, um, Barnett Woodruff, who was a real estate developer. And he was kind of coming at the the tail end of his career here. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I took the chance, saw it, jumped at it. And in working with him, I I fell in love with this profession called real estate development. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, it was then and there that I kind of put a note in my my book of life that said, this is what I'm going to be. Okay. I'm going to be a developer. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant fully <laughs> when I was 21, but I knew right. that I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, it was in that process that I also wanted to achieve a few other kind of mile markers in my life. And mm-hmm. I wanted, I thought it was very important to to do some postgraduate work. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was to get a, an MBA or equivalent. Right. Um, kind of fast forward, I ended up going to Auburn University and doing their executive program to get a master's in real estate development okay. uh, while I was working with another firm. And uh, then after that, um, before while I was starting my own company, I thought it would be probably wise to, mm-hmm. to get more education, understand a little bit more about entrepreneurship and, and right. business um, more than I, I thought I already knew. And so mm-hmm. I went and got an MBA from Clemson okay. while I was starting up my firm. So um, my, my tenure uh, from a scholastic standpoint really revolves around always continually educating myself. Right. I was talking to my wife last night about, you know, when, when things slow down, that law school is starting to look a little appealing. <laughs> and, I know. Um, That's so funny. You know, it's just a, it's a fun – <laughs> if you never stop, the moment you stop learning, I feel mm-hmm. like that's the moment you die. Yeah. And yeah. there's so much in this world to understand and mm-hmm. and kind of see and do. So mm-hmm. um, my I history totally starts with Brookstone, mm-hmm. right? It starts mm-hmm. with being around teachers who would constantly – who saw a curious kid mm-hmm. and would constantly push me mm-hmm. uh, and ask me the questions. And that mm-hmm. led me down these paths. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my history with Brookstone is is – Although it happened a long time ago, right? It's, it's 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 very much a part of my story, right? I love that. I love that. And it's funny. My husband and I were sitting. We went to a state championship final game on Friday at Mercer, and we we're um, eating dinner beforehand on campus. And I was like, I love being on a college campus. I was like, let's go back to school. I mean, I just love it. So I, I totally understand that um, that thought process of constantly, what can we do next? Yeah. So. Um, okay, so you're the president of Cotton com- Companies now. So tell us a little bit about that and what y'all do. Um, I'll let you talk. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I, well, I, um, it's for, I think it's before I can even talk about the Cotton Companies, I think it's important to understand um, the blessings, mm-hmm. and I will call them that, mm-hmm. that I had in my life and, and continue to have today um, with the people that I have been able to surround myself with right. um, and the chances that mentors and other people have afforded me. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But for that, I wouldn't be where I am right. today. Right. And so yeah, one so of those true. people, uh, Matt Swift, who was a mm-hmm. mentor of mine when I was um, a, a young, spunky 21-year-old, <laughs> um, Matt, uh, he saw something in me, but he gave mm-hmm. me a chance and he was always teaching me. And then uh, ultimately, uh, he, he afforded me the opportunity to come be an intern with him at the okay. Br- WC Bradley Real Estate, oh, I bet that was which awesome. then matriculated into um, actually big, 
getting a job offer. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for 10 years, I mm-hmm. was had the <laughs> an amazing opportunity to study under Matt Swift. That's awesome. Um, and, and at the same time, get to uh, go pop into uh, Mr. Bill Turner's office oh, wow. and chat wow. with him about development and these kind of things. So mm-hmm. uh, I was around all these people that would, mm-hmm. would just listen. And, yeah. and I would ask all these questions because that's right. just what I do. I ask questions. Right. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> and um, – these are the these are the folks, Abbott Turner, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Turner, mm-hmm. Matt Swift, Otis Scarborough, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of George Woodruff, Barnett mm-hmm. Woodruff, I mean, all these people took the time. Mm-hmm. And it's because of them, mm-hmm. right, that, that I was able to grow and mm-hmm. to ultimately um, realize what I what I felt I needed to do and what my calling was, which was to be a developer and and, mm-hmm. and how to effectuate positive change. Mm-hmm. Um I did that by starting my own company. Yeah. And so the company is called The Cotton Companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, our mission is simple. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we change communities one building at a time. I love that. And that's that's I what we it. do. We're community developers as mm-hmm. much as we are real estate developers. Right, right. I tell people all the time that The Cotton Companies, it's <laughs> we could do – we have the knowledge base to do any type of development you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we won't take everything. Right. We don't, we don't try and go – to a shopping center over here mm-hmm. or a, a McDonald's over here. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fantastic. Right. They make right. great returns. Right. But that doesn't wind our watch. It doesn't right. wind my watch. Right. My mm-hmm. my job, my goal in life is to build build something and, mm-hmm. and, and bring back community. Right. And the way only way I know how to do that and create mm-hmm. that is through the built environment. Yeah. So I understand how that works. And that's mm-hmm. what winds my watch. That's why mm-hmm. the company exists. Is mm-hmm. it's just to just to create community. Yeah. And to, to give people a cool place to go, mm-hmm. a, a fun place to mm-hmm. be, and hopefully inspire others. Right. And that's right. the name of the game. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, right, it's not mm-hmm. about how much money you make. It's right. That's great. Right. It's wonderful. You could afford you. If you have more money, you have more problems and you have more opportunities. <laughs> it's, that's, that's how simple it is. But when you stop and you turn and you look back at your life, mm-hmm. what did you give to others? Right. What did you create? Right. What's your mm-hmm. legacy? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. so my my hope is that the cotton companies is doing that, mm-hmm. and every little thing we do, whether mm-hmm. it be making the decision to mm-hmm. um, to put our, our our foot down and say, listen, at this development at High Side Market, mm-hmm. you can be here, but you can't be anywhere else in Columbus, right? Right. Because we're bringing new stuff to Columbus, or we're relocating stuff right. to here. Mm-hmm. We don't want a second one off. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. this is your home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. but wow, the, the the ripples that that employs across right. the city and across the region to bring in new blood and new ideas and new mm-hmm. thoughts, mm-hmm. and to bring it all into a place, one right. place. Right. And you can do that with one storefront. Mm-hmm. You can do it with two. You can right. do it. You can do it with seventeen. Right. Um, it just so happens that we specialize in creating place mm-hmm. and cultivating community. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's awesome. And especially like you just mentioned, there really wasn't a lot here in 97. And and what you have set out to create in downtown Columbus, it's not only beautiful, but um, but like you said, it creates a place that people want to come back to. And and having three grown children who I hope one day will relocate back here to Columbus, um, that's part of what's calling them home is that there are so many Really cool things that y'all have done downtown. So, so I'm grateful for that. Your fingerprints are everywhere. Well, so I love it. They they are on top of other people's. Well, I get that. <laughs> yes, and I, and I appreciate that because truly, isn't that true of all of us? You know. Yes. Um. So so I appreciate uh, well, a lot that of great leaders have, have opened yes. the doors for yes for little guys like me to come right. and try and do something fun. Well, I think it speaks to um, 
really the philanthropic mindset that has existed in the Columbus business leaders through the years about trying to make Columbus the best place it can be. And, um, and whether it's through philanthropy or business, um, I really do think it sets the city apart from other cities. And, you know, when I was in admissions here at Brookstone, when people would come in to look to move to Columbus, it really was not an exaggeration. I was like, this is an amazing place to live. And it just continues to grow in that direction and that you want to be here. You want to raise your family here. Um, it's a, it's just, so thank you for doing what you do, playing your part in all that. Um, because it's really fun. It's really fun to have a place that you're so proud of and, and you love calling home. So, um, okay. And just, it's, you already alluded to your motto, if you will, but I, again, reiterating it, cultivating community through impactful and compelling real estate development. I love that. I love that because that's what we're all about here, even at Brookstone, creating community. So, um, okay. So what are some of the projects you're working on right now? Um, how much time? <laughs> I know I need to stop talking and let you talk. No, Go no, share, no, share no. to your heart's we, content. We have, um, we've been very blessed. And, uh, you know, I, I, again, I started the cotton companies in 2016 mm-hmm. and it was, I had an idea in my head and that idea in 2016 was, what if, mm-hmm. what if I could create a white paper? And by that, I mean, what if I could create a, a development of just one building or two mm-hmm. buildings mm-hmm. and could could calculate, tabulate, and record everything about it so that I could get then go to others mm-hmm. and, and ask them the question, hey, don't you want to change your community, change mm-hmm. the block? Right, right. And that was the idea behind the cotton company originally. Mm-hmm. And I was going to do that with my first two projects on Broadway. But I wasn't naive to the fact that not everybody has that mindset. Right, right. And so the challenge for me became, how do I, how do, I do that mm-hmm. but layer on top of it the financial component? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's the real challenge here. Is, is, and that's what I did with my first two projects, which is where the Kilwins mm-hmm. uh, Chocolate Shop is downtown yeah. where Stock Market yeah. um, is a restaurant and then the, the little park out front, right? Yes. And so the idea was if I can do this and build mm-hmm. this and, and create a white paper that says mm-hmm. here's, here's the compelling argument, mm-hmm. then I can sell that idea. And that has proven to be true, right? Mm-hmm. So I can go up to somebody and say, "Don't you want to change your community? You have a, a you have a business, you have a storefront, and we can we can make it so much more beautiful, and it will inspire others." That's yeah. what happened with us, right, and, right. and they'll go, "Yeah, well, you know, I don't want to spend the money." And I'll go, right. "Okay, great, great, that's fine. I understand. Let me just show you the numbers right. on what it looks like when you do that." Right. And mm-hmm. I I point down the block and mm-hmm. I say, "These two buildings looked mm-hmm. like this." Right. We put this much into them. Here's mm-hmm. their value now, which right. is substantially higher than what we put into it. Mm-hmm. And here's mm-hmm. the rent return. Here's the re- actual internal rate of return that's coming from this. Now, right. do you like money? Because <laughs> if you like money and you don't mind changing the community for the better, I can help you with both. <laughs> that's what I was trying to do with the cotton companies. And so we set off to yeah. do that. And we do that through creating mm-hmm. synergy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So think about a, a chocolate shop. Uh, which is right below an office right. next to a restaurant, which right. is right across the street from a little park. Right, right. There's always mm-hmm. a reason to go there. And I learned right. that from my grandfather. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my granddad taught me that, well, he told me, you can't leave the office unless you have three reasons to leave. Hmm. And that's because he was a child of the Depression. He right. was trying to save money on gas. He was right. also trying to save time. Right. But right. I realized that there's a rationale behind that. And uh-huh. I pulled that and extrapolated it and used it in the cotton company. So uh-huh. if I can create something that gives you more than one reason to go, mm-hmm. 
it starts to change the conversation in your head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever I'm doing is only a destination. Right. It's a it's a place to be. Right. To right. do multiple things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the testing ground were my two buildings on Broadway. And then I've, mm-hmm. I've expanded to Mid-City Yards, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a – it's about half a block, two-thirds of a block in, in a small little pocket that we've created in, in, our, in our community <laughs> called Mid-City. It's between <laughs> Midtown and, and Uptown Columbus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, – we, we took a dilapidated, vacant um, glass warehouse mm-hmm. and a, uh, a dilapidated and broken up you know, asphalt parking mm-hmm. lot, and we mm-hmm. turned it into an environment that is welcoming for all. Right. And we did that by bringing in a really cool concept out of Atlanta called Fetch Park, and yeah. which is a, a social kind of uh, social community where you can mm-hmm. it's an astroturf field with a bar and a you know a fifteen foot jumbotron TV, and you come yeah. in there, you let your dog off the leash, and yeah. you just have a good time. My dog loves it. We love Fetch. <laughs> Fetch is a great place to be. It's a great place to hang out. And all yeah. listen, you can go into Fetch and you don't have to have a dog. Yeah. And that's the best <laughs> the best part about you it. You get to pet other people's right. dogs. So it kind of scratches that edge. You know, no, no pun intended. But you do that next to um, what was the old you need a glass building. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. turned that into a, a place to where they'll have an exercise facility. So we have rumble boxing coming in there and we're finishing out that build out now. That's gonna be awesome. Scofflaw Brewery, which mm-hmm. is the 43rd largest craft brewery in the U.S. Really? Has their third location in Columbus, Georgia. How cool is that? Uh, And that's right next to Moe's Original Barbecue. Mm -hmm. And so you Mm -hmm. have all these components and that's Mid-City Yards. Now that that started, that project started midstream while I was working on on the big boy Mm -hmm. that I call it, which was High Side Market. Mm -hmm. High Side Market began in 2018. Okay. Uh, and December 14th will be our public grand opening. Okay. So, so soon. Yes. So we're so excited. Five about years that. and one I month was away. Say, <laughs> five years, one month. That, <laughs> <laughs> not just you've been counting or anything. Right. Not so. at all. Not at all. But but High Side Market is my biggest project. Uh-huh. That's the one that, that's the my baby. That's uh-huh. the one that is, um, I, I went way out on a limb mm-hmm. and uh, wanted to, again, test a theory. And mm-hmm. the theory being, can I build community? Because mm-hmm. at the time, In 2018, when I was driving past this building Mm -hmm. at the corner of Mm Third Avenue and 13th Street, right, Mm -hmm. the the old Ray's Uptown Body Shop, and for the for the uh, older generations, the J and O Pope Motor Company Mm -hmm. building, Mm -hmm. um, this beautiful Art Deco historic building that you can't miss. And and, and I've I've been in love with that building since I was 16, and my Mm -hmm. buddy Robert Flanoy was working there. (laughs) Right, Uh, I'm driving by it in 2018, and and this sinking feeling is coming into my system. And the the feeling was I unpacked it. It was. We're, we're losing mm-hmm. the idea of community yeah. that's going away. Mm-hmm. And then I realized why. It's not just because of technology. Mm-hmm. It's not just because everyone has an iPhone in their hand. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's because of developers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – Oh my goodness! I'm one, I'm a developer. <laughs> am, am I am I doing something where I'm I'm actually creating a loss of community right. in everything that I do? Because mm. if you look at most developments, it's a strip center right. with a sea of right. parking right. that causes you to drive, park your car, go get right. what you got to get, and then come back to your car and leave. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no reason so for true. you to stop and talk to you. You may run into me, right? Right. But that's because by chance you happened. Right. To do that, yeah, it's so it's, true. It's technology's fault, and it's mm-hmm. the developer's fault. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's the issue. Yeah, and so I realized, what if there's a chance that I can change change the conversation? Mm-hmm. It's been done everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Why can't it be done in Columbus? Mm-hmm. And so I saw that in that that building in 2018. Now it was fortunate and unfortunate that that COVID came right after that. Right, but it only 
it, it only strengthened the argument that the community was dying, right. the idea mm -hmm. of community. So we mm -hmm. need a place to gather. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need a place to gather, just enjoy life and right. just become. Right. And become whatever that is. Right. You become a shopper, become an right. officer, just become. Mm -hmm. And that's what Highside Market strives to be. And so I, I set that. off by trying, I, you know, um, we're going to talk about some things, you know, advice and kind of quotes and things like that, but know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Matt mm -hmm. Swift taught me that. Mm. Know what you don't know. And, that's good. And, and I don't know a lot. I know that much. <laughs> But I also know that um, my, my cousin, Bumsy Woodruff, who, who started the Woodruff Companies, uh -huh. um, he said, don't ever be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, for real. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with people who are much smarter than you, mm -hmm. and you can do anything. Mm, that is powerful. So um, recognizing that that's probably a better way to you know, attract success, mm -hmm. I set out to find the right team. Mm -hmm. um, high side market is arguably one of – uh, and not to be braggadocious, but I think it's one of the best developments in Columbus yeah. uh, right now because it's mm -hmm. it's it's seeking to to create community not just for Columbus but for the region. Right. Our call mm -hmm. is not to the two hundred ten thousand people in Columbus. Our mm -hmm. call is to the six hundred ninety two thousand people wow. in the region. Wow. Wow. That's who my marketing group is going after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Columbus no longer is going to be the best kept secret in in the right. area in right. the region. People are going to be talking about us. Right, yeah. And thankfully, there's so much going on with what the Bradley Company is doing, with what right. Uptown Columbus is doing, yes. with John Teeples, Buddy Nelms. Yes. All these folks are doing so mm -hmm. many great things and creating pockets of community. Right. That's what Highside is. Right. Highside mm -hmm. is a pocket of community. It's a place to shop. It's a place to come hang out. It's a place mm -hmm. to come see a concert. Just go do mm -hmm. yoga in the park because right. we'll be doing that on the weekends. You know, it's it's a place oh, to so be. Um, we have – and we brought in some great folks, right? Mm -hmm. Flying Biscuit Cafe out yes. of Atlanta. So excited uh, about Mountain that. High Outfitters. Yeah. Uh, Parlor Donuts. This is mm -hmm. the first. So Parlor Donuts is a. It's a, it's what's called a cronut. It's a croissant mm -hmm. and a donut mixed together. Excellent. It is basically a cake yeah. of happiness, <laughs> is what it is. And it is. It's incredible. But but this is. They have about fifty two stores across the U S. Okay. Now I saw my first one when I was in Denver, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we were able to get in touch with them. We brought them in, and the first Parlor Donuts came to Columbus. Didn't come to Atlanta. How about that? Came to Columbus first. So cool. Wits frozen custard, you know, yes. uh, it's tamale time. Mm -hmm. Known at Kitchen and Bar is moving over, and so we have all these things. Mountain High Outfitters, mm -hmm. this this is their twenty first, twenty second store wow. across the U.S. Wow! So we're becoming that's something, and, yes. and and that's and Club Pilates. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's we're bringing in these national brands, mm -hmm. these regional brands, mm -hmm. and we're allowing our local folks, Council Wardrobe Studio, mm -hmm. It's Tamale Time, right, you right. know, Silver Hanger, these guys mm -hmm. to come in there and do their thing as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's what High Side is. Mm -hmm. And High Side, it's about, gosh, it's it's 1.8 acres, mm -hmm. which is basically half a block, right. half of a city block at the intersection of 2nd Avenue and 13th Street. Mm -hmm. 25,000 mm -hmm. cars a day hit that intersection. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. This is the fourth largest wow. intersection in Columbus. Wow, I did not know that. And it's that the corner sense. of Highside Market. Yeah. You can't not pass by the doors of Highside. Right. Right. So I tell my, my really our merchants who are what we call part of the family, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to do business with Chris Woodruff, you're coming into the family. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we got in bed together. We I better know. like each other. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, it's it's just as important for us to not only bring a good business in, mm -hmm. but to bring good people. Right. Because right. if you have good people running businesses, mm -hmm. then they'll always succeed. Right. 
Right. It's, it's not just the business that makes something work. Mm-hmm. It's the person mm-hmm. and the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we bring in good people. Yeah. And they part become part of the family. Yeah. And we tell them that all the time and say, listen, you're part of the family. This is, so we're all making these decisions together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a different type. Mm-hmm. It's a harder way to do development. Mm-hmm. But so far, it's just the, the rewards have been right. uh, unfathomable. I mean, you right. really don't know until you're watching it happen. You're right. watching the excitement. You're watching these people grow. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. when I when I put my head on the pillow, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> for, for, the, for the last time, I can go, wow, look how many people were able to grow, meet, do right. this just because this one small half a block. Right. Small little 55,000 square feet mm-hmm. of three buildings. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. But they able, when, we were, when we were able to do that because of the team. Right. Such an incredible team. Local right. um, folks, out-of-town folks, um, but they all came together. And they all believe in the same vision. You know, the vision is to create something, mm-hmm. create a positive change right. and do it through community building. Right. Make this place better than it already is. And yeah. so I love it. And because when you think about – the future, as you drive by anywhere in the United States, and they're just empty strip malls, what will become of those? What will we do? And so this is such a different way of looking at it, and and I really appreciate it and value it because I think it will transform communities. So There's an interesting phenomenon, uh, and Jane Jacobs talked about this in one of her books. Um, she was in the 60s. She was a major, mm-hmm. well beyond her time, incredible woman. Um, but she said, when you watch individuals walk mm-hmm. past a building that is abandoned, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can see a physical shift and change in their posture how about that? and how they react. Wow. So even by just fixing some broken windows, mm-hmm. even by putting mm-hmm. a fresh coat of paint mm-hmm. in whatever area of town you're in, right, right. it will change the way people interact. The so built environment has such an incredible impact on our psyche and ourself that we don't really examine. But next time you walk past a, a new building mm-hmm. versus a renovated building versus a blighted building, just take note on how you so feel internally. Mm-hmm. And I, I guarantee totally you, your, your shoulders drop down a little bit. Your so head has changed just by two degrees. Just by that much. Wow. Yeah. I can totally see that. You know, it makes me think of a story I heard you say, tell. Um, I love it when you come back and talk to our students every year. It's I love it. It's such a uh, blessing. Career. I have it's, so much fun. It is so much fun. <laughs> but um, I don't remember the details of the story, but I know you will. But talking about them, um, somebody having to cut down a tree outside of your office and and what you did with that decision. Tell. I mean, I just think it's awesome. <laughs> so tell that story. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll keep it short. the The short of it is is our when I started the company, the cotton companies. Our first project where it was where my office is. It was where mm-hmm. Kilwins is. And uh, in the median, right, mm-hmm. um, eighty years ago, uh, we do have. Obnoxiously large medians. They're about forty feet in width. <laughs> they are really big. They are now, <laughs> and this will get into the story a little bit. But but there's a reason for that. And there's always a reason when you go to a downtown area or anything that's already been built. There's a reason for everything. Mm-hmm. Understanding the why mm-hmm. of how something was done will help you to create a new why, or build upon, or extrapolate maybe ways to enhance the mm-hmm. old why. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's always important to look at things and go, why was this done? Right. Not just, 
I don't like it. Right. Or I do like it, mm-hmm. but why was it done? Mm-hmm. If you can mm-hmm. ask that why question, it changes the conversation completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I looked at this 40-foot wide medium that had these beautiful uh, 100-year oaks or 80-year-old oaks. And mm-hmm. there was one that was right – it was in complete perfect view of my office. Mm-hmm. And I had I had positioned my office within the building that I was you know renovating so that it would look on this – Beautiful oak tree because I love trees. I grew yeah, up in the country. Trees. They're, fan- oh, they're yes. amazing, right? And uh, I went off uh, on what I call my refreshing vacation, right, where I used mm-hmm. to go surf and just kind of relax and mm-hmm. get my head right and come back. Mm-hmm. And I came back and the tree was gone. It wasn't just like, oh, it had fallen over. It had been cut down to the roots. They hit, oh And so my first reaction was anger, complete right. and total anger. Right. Not just because I positioned my office to look at this thing <laughs> that's now gone, but because <laughs> – they somebody did this. Somebody had the in my mind, right? right. The audacity to cut down a tree. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a reason for it in their minds. The, the you know they were trying to prevent disease from being spread mm-hmm. throughout the tree, creating an issue, a safety hazard. Right. So they took right. out the problem. Right. Well, that problem was an, an aesthetic beauty for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could have kept getting mad, but that would have solved nothing. Right. And as I was looking at this lack of tree area in our 40-foot wide median, um, I asked myself, what what else could this be? What was this before? Mm-hmm. And I thought back to my experiences in Boulder, Colorado. I thought back to my experiences when I was in Europe in these little mm-hmm. tiny pocket parks. Mm-hmm. These little, And they're called pocket parks because they're about the size of your pocket. They're mm-hmm. tiny mm-hmm. and they're just in the most – unknown spots, Mm -hmm. but they're a place for people to gather. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what if we could uproot the remains of that tree and and, and create a place for people to gather Mm -hmm. where there is shade? And what if we put Mm -hmm. six trees here instead of just one? Mm -hmm. And and wait a minute, what if I I came in and I put in eight-inch caliper trees instead of the little tiny two-inch caliper trees that the city always plants, Right. Right. (laughs) Because I don't have, frankly, selfishly, right. I don't have time to wait right. 80 years. <laughs> I, I want to look out I on something tree now. pretty. And, yeah, <laughs> yes. right now. It's like a, like an impetuant child. <laughs> I, I want a tree now. So uh, so I called the city. I called mm-hmm. the mayor and I said, Mayor, we got a problem. <laughs> he goes, well, what is it, Chris? I said, somebody cut down a tree. Well, Chris, they're supposed to. Well, not to worry, Mayor. I've got, it, I've, got a, I've got a way to solve the problem that you didn't know about. <laughs> And he says, well, tell me. So I told him the plan. The plan was we're going to build a little pocket park. He goes, well, you're going to build a park in between two streets. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Um, well, we're, we don't – that's not in our budget. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. I'm going to raise the money to do it. Can I do it? Mm-hmm. And that's a short story, right? Yeah. The answer was yes, eventually. And so I ended up selling the idea, this vision of creating a little pocket park mm-hmm. in between two streets. And, and I had – 45 people that I went out and positioned the idea to to raise money for this. And they all mm-hmm. said, I would never let my child play in between two streets. That's where that's that's a fool's errand. Right. <laughs> Why would you put a place for children? No barriers, nothing, mm-hmm. just some trees and some places to sit. And and my my thought was, well, they've done it everywhere else in the world. <laughs> so maybe I'm gonna try yeah. it. <laughs> and then I went back to the why do we have 40 foot wide medians? Mm-hmm. We have 40-foot wide medians because in Columbus, that was a place for commerce hmm. back in 1885. How about that? It was built that way because it was a place for people to gather. Hmm. I didn't create anything I new. I just right. went back to what it was originally designed for. I love so that. we created the pocket park, the grove. Mm-hmm. But it started with the taking away of a beautiful tree. And now we have a 
six beautiful swamp oaks that are about almost a foot in diameter. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and it's something good. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. nothing more rewarding than sitting in my office with the window open in the spring and mm-hmm. hearing the laughter of children playing and looking out and seeing mm-hmm. them playing and jumping from box to box to box <laughs> while eating Kilwin's chocolate. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's just, yeah. you're going, this is what it's supposed, this is yeah. what we're supposed to be doing in life. I love Building that. better community. I love that, Chris. I love that. So, and I love that you took a problem and something that made you mad and just thought, let me see what I can do with this. I love that. Well, and, and, yeah, mm-hmm. and thankfully, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had, we, we had leadership and that allowed me to do that. Right, right. Yes, exactly. And I think, um, I remember I asked, I've asked people before, why would you let me do that? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why would you do <laughs> I mean, you've got this harebrained idea and I'm coming to you. And the answer was, because when you say something, you do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. And and, and that's that an, speaks volumes. It, mm-hmm. it does, but mm-hmm. it's also I think it's what we we lose sight of sometimes. Mm-hmm. It when you say something, mean it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you say you're going to do it, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, yeah. And if you do that, and if you mm-hmm. tell the truth, mm-hmm. then you never have to worry about lying. Right. And right. you never have to worry about somebody questioning. Right. Because Absolutely. I told you I was going to do this. Right. Right. And therefore, at all costs, I will mm-hmm. do what I told you I would do. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's, fantastic. that's my grandfather yeah. and, my, and my mother coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my father, as yeah. a matter of fact. There's a theme here. Probably my sister, too. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, well, that actually is a very good segue um, into, well, no, wait, hold on. Before I go into that, I have to, I have to say, I have to give you a congratulations because you just recently received a very big honor. And for our listeners, you were named by Georgia Trend as one of the Georgia 500 most influential leaders in Georgia. I mean, that is huge. And so let me offer those congratulations. And so tell me a little bit about that. Like when they came to you, what did you think? I I didn't know what to think. It it was a surreal phone call mm-hmm. to receive mm-hmm. um, because you never, well, you shouldn't do things for the accolades. Right. It's right. not what it's about. That's right. not what life is about. Of and so <laughs> when somebody calls you to tell you thank you or to mm-hmm. tell you we want to reward you because you've done so, so many mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. It, it's it's a humbling feeling. Right. Because that's not why you did it, but wow, what an honor. Right. What an incredible honor to be recognized. And so it's, the quick answer is it's it's very surreal and it's very humbling. And and I don't know how to react to it (laughs) other than to think to myself, well, what's next? Right. Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I keep going? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, if the bar has been set for me here, how do Mm -hmm. I pass that? Right. Otis, Otis used to always say, Aim for excellence, take greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so just keep moving the bar up, yeah, and up and up. That's and fantastic. so I'm humbled that I was selected and mm-hmm. uh, that I was I've been included in a list of some very incredible names. Yes, you have. Um, yes. I don't know what's going to be next for for myself and the company, but mm-hmm. um, I know I have a new a new mark to hit, right. and uh, I never set out for this, but mm-hmm. um, what an incredible honor. It is a big honor. And um, with, I mean, we're quite proud of you. And I don't mean to sound patronizing when I say that, but like it truly is an honor and you should be proud of yourself because that is, it's just incredible what oh, you've done. I've had a and lot we're all of the beneficiaries of it too. 
I've had a so, lot of help along the way. Yes, a, a lot of help. This is not a this is not a Chris Woodruff uh, right. award. This is right. all the people who have held their hand out or yes. they've, 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 they've propped me up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and believed in me. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's that's why I've been able to receive yeah. this award. So. There you go. There you go. Well, we congratulate them as well. So, Thank you. Um, okay, so do you have a vision for Columbus, like a an overall vision for this community? I do. <laughs> I do have a vision for for Columbus, mm-hmm. and I, I know there are ways to articulate it better than this. Mm-hmm. But I'll do it in a way that makes sense okay. for me and hopefully for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Because I could paint you a picture of all the great things that would be here and this and that and this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that would justify it because you you can't see what's in my head. Right. <laughs> so I'll say it this way. My vision for Columbus is that when you run into someone in the Atlanta airport – as we often do, one of the largest traveled airports in the world. Yes. You will hear people saying, I'm on my way to Columbus. Hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's my vision. That's your vision. I think that's a beautiful vision. And I think it's happening. It is. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. and and that, that, it's the, I'm on my way to Columbus because of. Right. I happen to work at this incredible Fortune 500, another, mm-hmm. yet another Fortune right. 500 company right. in that, right. quote, small town. Right, right. But people won't say that. Like, I'm going to Columbus and they'll know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Not Columbus, Ohio. Right. You're flying into Atlanta because you're going to Columbus, Georgia. That's awesome. We're not just the second largest city in Atlanta, mm-hmm. in, in Georgia. We, we, we are the other city in Georgia. <laughs> there's two cities in Georgia. There's Atlanta and there's Columbus. There's Columbus. I think that's awesome. That's my vision. That's your vision. I like it. I like it. Um, and hopefully, as we continue to graduate amazing human beings going off into the world, they will come home and become a part of that vision. That's the secret. Yeah. It's, it's the – I tell the, the seniors every year, I think, mm-hmm. um, when, I, when I have the opportunity and I'm blessed to, to speak, is uh-huh. leave. Mm-hmm. Go away. Yes. Or stay. Yes. But – but take every moment you can and every opportunity you can to go see other things mm-hmm. then come home. Right. And carry it on. Totally agree. Totally agree. Go off and learn and come back and make mm-hmm. this place even better. I love that. Um, okay. So I know we're running out of time, but okay, if you've just kind of said this, but if you could tell our Brookstone students one thing to take advantage of while you're here, like you said earlier, that sometimes you don't, realize what all we have here at Brookstone for our students until you grow up, until you leave and you go away and you realize the impact this place has had. But if you could tell them right now, don't miss this while you're here, what would it be? I think I would say to to anyone at Brookstone or anyone under the age of 18, mm-hmm. um, step outside yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understand and embrace that you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. I heard this last night talking to a dear friend, and he said, the problem that we, and he was talking about his generation, he's 75, mm-hmm. he said the problem that we have is that we're trying to tell people that are 16, 17, and 18 years old 
50 years worth of knowledge Mm -hmm. and they glaze over Mm -hmm. because there's no way. They haven't experienced that. Mm -hmm. So I would tell people that are under the age of 18 still in high school and grade school and know what you don't know and know that others may. Humble yourself and always ask the questions. Mm -hmm. Always ask questions. Mm -hmm. Understand. Seek to understand Mm -hmm. and gain wisdom. Right. And the world will become your oyster. Mm -hmm. And you'll learn so much. Mm -hmm. But always ask the questions. Seek wisdom Mm -hmm. before anything else. That's awesome. That is awesome. That is one thing that um, through the Blanchard Leadership Institute, one of the tenets of developmental intelligence, if you will, is to be curious and not judgmental. And, And just what that really means is just always ask those questions and not judge a situation or a person as if you already know the answers to all of it. Right. And um, so that just lines up perfectly into that. Um, oh, my goodness. I could talk all day to you here. <laughs> I've just got so many other things. Okay. Um, okay. So go- going to um, – if you just gave the most wonderful advice, but like the best advice that you have been given, if it's anything other than you've already shared, because how could you top what you've already shared? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, you know, there are there are four there are, there are three tenets in our family mm-hmm. that my grandfather imposed upon me, and again, I was very blessed to spend a lot of time with uh, with him. Mm-hmm. Which which I would then pause a moment and say to anyone who's listening to this: find somebody who is your senior, mm-hmm. whether it be ten years, twenty years older than you, mm-hmm. and spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And ask the questions, yeah. Yeah. because you will learn so much about them, about mm-hmm. the world, and even mm-hmm. about yourself mm-hmm. uh, if you just listen. Yeah. Um. So my grandfather, which again I, I, I credit him with a lot of my success, but <laughs> he he would always say, "Be a man of your word." Mm-hmm. You know, if you say you'll do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Period. Just do that. Yeah. Two was. Do the best you can with what you have where you are. Now, that's a derivative of Martha Washington quote, but it's mm-hmm. worked for us. Right? <laughs> uh, then there's four, the fourth one. The, uh, the other one was uh, my great-grandfather, Jim Woodruff, said this. Anything can be accomplished mm-hmm. as long as you don't care who gets the credit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so seek to accomplish, mm-hmm. not to get credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the last one is don't ever give up. Ever. All right. So one other question I want to ask you. What um, what book? I love to read. Do you have a book? Do you have a favorite book that may have impacted you or that just really meant something to you? Uh, yes. And unfortunately, it's not just one book. But And I'll say that because- Oh, yeah. There, you can name more than one. Well, there's a book There's a book for your seasons in your life. Okay. And I believe in that. I, I believe that there's yeah. that one book. And then five <laughs> years later, you go, oh, there's another book. <laughs> Um, but but here's some that have shaped me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of them that comes came to mind immediately when I saw this. I was like, hmm. Huston Smith's "The World's Religions." Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with that. So it was written in the '60s. Okay. It's an incredible book, but it's just a deep dive into the world's religions. And Barbara Livengood, who is a, yes. a teacher mm-hmm. here at she school, was mine too. she yeah. taught a class called "World Religions." Oh, really? And that okay. was the book she used for. But it it helps to open your eyes. And mm-hmm. see that there is more than just the church you go to. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it helps you understand what people's 
belief, core beliefs in what that, that mm-hmm. comes from. So that, mm-hmm. that to me was a big part of my mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, the Alchemist by mm-hmm. Paulo Coelho mm-hmm. is one that is, is a must read. It's a quick read, but it's just, it gets back to, to searching and always searching and realizing sometimes what you have, where you are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is what's most important yeah. uh, to water the grass where you stand, not yes. uh, on the other side. And it's always his green. Um, mm-hmm. 1984, George Orwell, just yes. to understand the curiosity and what the visions could be and, and the detriment of society mm-hmm. if, if it keeps going certain ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, similar along those lines, uh, Ayn Rand's Anthem, mm-hmm. which was a pivotal book for me when I was in ninth grade, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I found it on our bookshelf at home. And uh, <laughs> so here I am reading, thumbing through Ayn Rand. <laughs> and, uh, but just it, it's one of those pieces of literature that it's, you know, it really helps you understand what life was in 1937 Russia, mm-hmm. right? right? And right. and, and, and in, a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's not about a Russian mm-hmm. revolution. It's, it's, right. it's something completely different. Um, right. And lastly, I think this is something that should be read on a regular basis is mm-hmm. The Art of War by Sun Tzu mm-hmm. because it helps you understand, especially in business mm-hmm. and in athletics and in life, mm-hmm. how to approach situations and to see from all sides. Right. And to be mindful and be cognizant of the decision that you make, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how it's not just impacting what's directly in front of you. Right, right. How you're ultimately dropping a pebble in a pond and that's a ripple right. effect for everything you do. Right, right. So it's a good reminder for me. Yeah. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I keep one, you know, a copy of my house and at my office and I'll thumb through it. And it's not because I want to start war, but it's right, because it's a, right. it's a, it's a it's a piece of Chinese philosophy right. that you can't get around. Yeah. And um, it's still applicable today even mm-hmm. after the millennia that's right. gone by. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this is just – this has been so much fun to chat. And um, Thank you. I just appreciate – everything you're doing and, and your willingness to come back and share all of this with our uh, students. Um, I think they love hearing from you every year. <laughs> and, um, and again, like you said, we want them to go off and come back. And I think you're creating, you're helping along with so many others, create a community that they want to come home to. So thank well, you. For well, that. thank you. I th- think that uh, I know that God has, has, has blessed me with so much and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do any of this without the people in my life without the support of my wife mm-hmm. and um, and all my friends and family. Mm-hmm. But gosh, there's so much we can accomplish if we work together and if we seek to just create, make the world a little bit better than when we found it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for sharing all of this with us and for being here today. And um, so hopefully we'll see you down at Hassan Market soon. I'll be there, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Chris. Thanks. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Chris. I love talking with him and came away excited about everything he's doing here in Columbus and inspired to join him in making this wonderful city we call home an even better place. I love Columbus, Georgia, and I cannot wait to see his vision for this city come to fruition. As for a school, nope. Okay, I'm gonna start start over here. And as for us as a school, part of our mission here at Brookstone is to raise up the next generation of leaders, leaders of our city, of our state, and even our world, wherever our alumni land. We are growing them to be the leaders in their spheres of influence. So if you're interested in having your child become a part of the Brookstone family, reach out to Ann Parker, our Director of Enrollment, or visit the Admissions tab on our website. Open houses have started, and we would love to see you at the next one. Come see for yourself all the great things that are happening here at Brookstone and meet our amazing students in the process. Registration is required, so visit our website today. 
I'm Avery Wolf. Thank you for listening today. We are grateful for you and for your support of this podcast. And to all the Brookstone Cougars out there, always remember to be the one 